Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at case.kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 357. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And I just want to say quickly before I get into it, thank you for listening to last episode specifically. It's the episode I did on loneliness. And man, it really struck a chord with everyone. Uh, It's now my most listened to episode. It's my most shared episode. And I'm just so grateful that people can relate to that topic and come together in discussing this topic and also that my perspective is helpful in some way. So I just wanted to start by encouraging you to listen to that episode if you're feeling a bit lost, a bit disconnected in life, a bit lonely, go back and listen to to that episode. It was my last episode and personally for me sitting down and recording that was was very like cathartic and healing. And I think listening to it can have the same effect for you. So starting with just a quick recommendation, and also I'll use this opportunity to say thank you for sharing because I know you all share and share and share and it means so much. And my only ask of you is that if you listen to the podcast and you enjoy it, that you continue to share or you share for the first time. It really does help the show grow. I don't just ask just to ask. It helps the show grow. It helps the show reach more people. And that's my mission in life. So thank you for supporting me. Thank you for supporting my mission. Thank you for the ratings, the reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But enough of that. Today's topic is what I'm calling detachment styles not attachment styles, which uh, you're probably familiar with attachment styles. It's a topic I've done a couple episodes on, really enjoyed discussing attachment styles. That is the way you interact and view relationships in your life. It's the tendencies and the habits that you have that were likely formed 
in childhood. And I really enjoy doing those episodes in particular because I've come to realize now, <laughs> after uh, many blunders in my younger years, that being aware of your attachment style and being aware of your partner's attachment style, it is such a crucial component of relationships because it empowers you to understand where you're both coming from. And that is <laughs> uh, enormously helpful. But so the other day I was thinking about life in general. I was thinking about all these things. And I was thinking about how, you know, typically to get what you want in life, let's say to find your soulmate, to find your partner, it's going to take, I don't know, throwing out a number here, it's going to take 10 wrong partners to finally find that one person. It's going to take 10 breakups to finally get that one non-breakup or in your career, right? In sales, for instance, like it's going to take five cold calls to get one meeting booked or whatever, right? I don't think there's any disagreement in life with the fact that to get what you want, that thing that's at the top of your list, you likely first have to experience the opposite. You first have to experience rejection or misalignment or hearing no or incompatibility or you know, bad sex, whatever, right? And I was thinking about us collectively, how we react to those things in life. How do we react to rejection? How do we react to hearing no? How do we react to realizing that, ugh, Something is not as compatible as we once thought. Something is not as great for us as we once thought it was. How do we react to then detaching from that thing, from someone or something that we once really wanted? How do we react to needing to detach from someone or something that we once had compatibility with, but then that faded away? Detachment. So I was thinking about that and I was thinking about my life. I was thinking about how I've handled those scenarios. I was thinking about how I handled either being forced to detach from someone or something. So call that a breakup, call that being rejected, call that being told no. And I was also thinking about how I handled needing to detach because I realized that I was settling and it was a necessary thing to do to respect myself. And so I titled this episode right off the bat detachment styles. Um, I'm not aware if this is an actual thing. Quick Google search didn't show much. Um, I'm not aware if it's a thing like attachment styles, which is obviously studied psychological, but let's just go with it for this episode. Detachment styles. Talking about how do you react in life, in love, certainly also in your career. Also, when you go to McDonald's and the ice cream machine is broken again, how do you react to needing to detach from something, needing to detach from something you once wanted. In relationships, that's obviously the biggest one to start with. How do you detach from someone you once well, you once loved? How do you detach from someone you saw a lot of potential with, but then after five dates, they decided they weren't ready? How do you detach from a relationship that one morning you woke up and realized that you were settling in it? Or your career, how do you detach from what you thought was your dream job? How do you detach from an outcome? How do you detach from an asshole client, right? You get the point. <laughs> Attachment styles describe deeply rooted tendencies, the patterns you have in your relationships. Are you anxious? Are you avoidant? Are you dismissive? But detachment styles, by my own definition here, also describe those deeply rooted tendencies, but more broadly speaking, 
they describe the tendency we have to either hold on with spite, with anger, with blame to someone or something, or they describe the grace and the power we have to move on. So whereas with attachment styles, there are four, I believe, but with detachment styles, I've decided because I'm in charge of the detachment style committee, I've decided that there are two. (laughs) It makes it a lot easier. So that's what I want to talk about today. My observations about what it takes and how we should learn to gracefully detach in life. And I, I think that detachment is powerful is so powerful and we need to do it. So the first one that I'm describing here is what I'm calling the blame detachment style. Blame. When you live and you love and you work with a tendency to have a blame detachment style, you do what it just what it describes. It's in it's in a definition. You blame the other person. You blame the other thing. You blame the company you work for. You blame them. You blame your ex for not rising to the occasion. You blame your ex for not trying, for not changing, for not being loyal, for not being honest, and so on. You blame your former boss for not seeing your worth or your talent or your potential. Blame. I think we could all relate to this style. We've all lived this style at one point or another. It's like the most base human detachment style. Getting angry and blaming someone else. Blaming your ex for not stepping up getting angry at that match on Hinge for being so flaky, hating on your boss for micromanaging you, directing your energy in a blaming way towards them. That's blame in instances where you need to detach, where you need to unhitch your emotional ride from that person, where you need to move on from a relationship because it's over. But instead of doing that gracefully, we do what we're frankly wired to do. And that is we blame. We blame. Oh, they suck. They're fuckboys. She's crazy. I hate him. I hate her. She's the worst. She lies. She betrayed me. He betrayed whatever it is. As humans, we love to define outcomes and, and circumstances by having winners and losers. And we tend to use blame to denote that, to denote them as the loser. They suck. They're the worst. Anger, frustration, resentment, spite. Ah, fucking loser. Why are you even on this app if you're not looking for a relationship? Oh, what an idiot manager. You're so talentless. All you do is boss me around, right? Like we say things like that. And we use those feelings to propel ourselves to detach. And I don't think it'll come as a shock that I'm going to say, I don't think that's healthy. I don't think that's the healthy way to detach, to move on. Certainly it's a human one. And Yeah, I can't argue that it doesn't feel good in the moment to let it all out, to let it loose, to go nuts. But anger, resentment, hate, spite, blame, that is not the exit you want to take on your way to healing, on your way to moving on. It's not. That is the long way there. That is the Siri deciding to reroute you (laughs) to the long way home. It's a detachment style that really signs you up, frankly, for more of what you're dishing out. And that's blame. It's giving your energy to that person instead of reclaiming it. And I look at my life and certainly I've lived a blame detachment style from time to time. Absolutely. I remember leaving a job in my 20s. And the reason I said I was leaving was because my boss, my boss, it was my boss. My boss was a big old dummy. The company was a loser. They didn't appreciate me. 
I remember that very specifically. I remember a relationship in my 20s as well where I was like, it's oh, her. She's too much. She's too this. She's too that. Ugh. And I used that emotion, blame, as the fuel to detach. I knew I needed to detach, which good, step one, but I used that as the way to kind of catapult myself to detach, to move on. And I compare those memories with who I am today, or rather, let's be honest, with who I aspire to be today. And that is living with detachment style number two. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Quince. And I'm a pretty simple guy, a man of simple pleasures, but I do occasionally like to dress up and step out. And that's why I'm excited to work with Quince to help me elevate my style without breaking the bank. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And that's why their items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they have all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit activewear. Quince was kind enough to hook me up with a sick gold Cuban bracelet and a really stylish performance flow knit t-shirt. Really my style, simple but with a pop of luxury, and as advertised, it was very affordable. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash new mindset for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash new mindset to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash new mindset. Detachment style two is the opposite of one. It's the opposite of blame. It's a graceful way of detaching. Whereas instead of using blame as the fuel, you use self-respect. And this is the one that I want to spend time talking about here because I think we all should, myself included, aspire to learn to detach this way from a place of grace. So let's call it grace. Detachment style one is blame. Detachment style two is grace. And I think that's a good way to describe it, frankly, because the reality of life, to my point in the in earlier in this episode, is that we're all going to need to detach in life. We're all going to need to do it a lot. Like again, it's a numbers game. You know, to find that one thing, you have to go through 10, 20, a dozen, whatever, whatever it is, things that you don't want. We're all going to need to learn to walk away from things that don't serve us. We're all going to need to learn to walk away gracefully from people who just straight up reject us or abandon us, or betray us. Unfortunately, that's life. That's human 101. And I think grace is a good word to describe 
something we know we're going to need to do. It's a good word to describe something we know is ultimately good for us. And that's a, that's a struggle because sometimes, a lot of the time, we don't realize that. We don't realize that we need to walk away from people and circumstances because we're so tied up in them. We don't realize that they can't deliver on what we deserve. And when we finally wake up, we love to resort to blame. And it's tough, right? It's tough not to react to those things that way. Chad, the, the fuck boy who finally showed his true colors. Well, fuck Chad. Jessica, who, you know, played with your heart in a hurtful way. Johnson from account, <laughs> account receivables who talks shit on you on your yearly review. It's like, it's tough not to react to those things with anger. But in those instances, I'm sure you'd agree that you deserve better, right? Your standards, your boundaries, your self-respect demands that you deserve better. And you can either react to those instances with anger and blame, detachment style one, and use those things as the, the proverbial wind in your detachment sails, <laughs> or you can take pause and choose grace. And that's grace that's defined by the realization that life is filled with instances where we need to walk away. We need to walk away from people and instances and circumstances where we know we're being overlooked, where our standard is not being respected. And doing that does not mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're giving up. It doesn't mean you're lost. And I say all this because if you think about it, a lot of the time we assume that's the case. We think that we're weak. We think that we're the victim when it comes time to detach. And because of that, it's no shock that we choose blame as our means of detachment because blame offsets those feelings, right? If you're angry with them, if they didn't deliver, if they are the idiot, if they are the bad guy, then that can't mean that you're weak, that you're lost, that you're the victim. It's them. It's their fault. And I get that very human reaction, but I really do think that's short-sighted. And I struggled with that for a long time, as does everyone. But using anger and hate and spite and blame as motivation, it only serves to fill your heart with those emotions. And that is not a peaceful way to live. But most of all, let's get real, let's get practical. It's not a place of leverage. It takes your power away. And detaching is all about taking your power back. So that's why I am all in detachment style too. Take your power back. And you do that by choosing grace. That's you saying that you are letting go. You are moving on. You are detaching. Most of all, grace though says that you learned through that experience. And I know that's so incredibly cliche. I know that's cheesy saying, ah, oh, my heart is in pieces, I'm devastated, but you know what, I learned, so thank you. Like, it's, it's coming out of my mouth, it, like I roll my eyes at it. It's, it's like, come on, Case. But we need to learn to move in that direction. We absolutely do. So I'll tell you how I've done it, how I've chosen to replace blame with power, replace blame with self-respect. And I'll actually refer back to an episode I did a long time ago. I called it self-made, where I talked about the difference between being taught and being shaped in life. I'm sure you've heard the saying before that your past shapes you into the person you are today. Very, very common saying, but I hate that. <laughs> I don't like that saying. I prefer to say my past taught me, not my past shaped me, my past taught me. And that's the essence of grace. That's the essence of power. When you say someone or something or your past shaped you, 
you're implying a sense of passiveness. You're implying that their action shaped you without your permission. You're saying that their dishonesty, their lack of commitment, their whatever shaped you without your permission. They gave you trust issues. They gave you insecurities. They gave you anxiousness. And there was nothing you could have done about it. I don't like that. I like the term taught. I like the term learn. That's power. When you're determined to take your power back, which is what you're doing when you're detaching, you need to to be determined to be taught by your past, not shaped by it. That is how you decide what to make of life. You decide what the conclusion is. You decide why you're detaching. You decide if a breakup fills you with anger and resentment towards someone who was dishonest. Or you decide that it taught you that honesty is the most important thing you're looking for. You decide if a failure in your career, for instance, fills you with spite towards your boss and that no one sees your potential. Or you decide that it taught you that you're capable of more and you're excited to go make that happen. Taught versus shaped. And I bring that up because being determined to be taught by your past instead of shaped by it is the definition of grace. It's the definition of detachment because you are deciding what to do when you know you need to detach. You are deciding to not knee-jerk react with blame. No, instead you're saying, okay, I might not want to detach, but I need to. And here's what it taught me. Because that is power. That is strength. That is, it's a sign of maturity. Frankly, in the face of something that is hurtful, in the face of being overlooked, hurt, abandoned, rejected, you take a deep breath and say, okay, we all know that they are at fault. But blame doesn't level me up. Blame blame doesn't give me inner peace. Blame doesn't move me on. It makes it more about them. But detachment should be all about you. It really should be. And you deserve to give yourself inner peace. You deserve to level up. You deserve to level up to a place where no one and nothing can pull you back down. And grace is what refocuses you to that place. It takes that blame and turns it into power. Self-power, self-grace, self-inner peace. It's you saying, yes, okay, the obvious answer is that they fell short. But my energy is better used by saying, as a result of this, here is my higher standard. Here is my resolution. Here is my self-respect. That is where your energy belongs. That is where your energy is best spent. It's not best spent with anger and blame and angry late night texts or shit talking your boss on glass door, <laughs> you know, don't make it more about them by responding with blame. Reclaim your energy by detaching with grace. I, I personally, obviously I'm biased because <laughs> this is what I believe, but I don't think you can lose in life when you respond with grace, when you respond with power. And that's all I wanted to do with this episode to remind you that the next time you find yourself in familiar circumstances that is needing to detach, check yourself. Take a deep breath and ask yourself, what did this teach me? And I know that's tough. I know that's cheesy. But when you do that, you refocus. It refocuses away from them and onto you, which is where your energy and your power lies. (laughs) Absolutely. Give that to yourself. Show yourself with the new boundary, the new resolve, the new standard is that you now have. That's a gift that you're giving to yourself. Don't give them more blame. Don't give them more energy. Give something to you, something that you can use. 
like the way I think about it is if life is filled with detachment, which it is, we've covered that. And if every time you detach from a place of power, from a place of grace, you're giving yourself something, holy shit, you're going to be unstoppable. Because think about all the times you detach, but consider each time as a time where you're giving yourself something. Wow. You're really going to be living your life from a place of power. You're going to level up and level up and level up and new standard and higher standard and higher standard. But most of all, you're going to be operating from a place of peace as you navigate, as you navigate the natural process of things. And I hope you choose grace over blame. I hope you choose to detach from a place of power. So that's it. I'll end it right there. I hope this was helpful. Just the uh, the opposite, the flip side to attachment styles. If this was helpful, I'd be so grateful if you'd share the podcast with a friend. And if you took just a minute to give the show a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and also just a one to two sentence review on Apple Podcasts. Seriously, so, so helpful. So thank you for that. But as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me by visiting newmindsethoodist.com. And until next episode, I'm out. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.